It's time for Dodger baseball. 3 2. Here it is! The Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Welcome to Ducks on the Pond. Presented by Com Radio. Hosted by Logan Barandis with Gay Banjiri. Zach Lambert. And now the 1-1 pitch, here it is, and it's swung on, line to left, base hit, and the A's have won it! Cespedes scores from third, a line drive, base hit to left by Stephen Bolt, and the A's have even the series! And Ben Surface. So sit back, bang some trash cans, and enjoy. And welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Ducks in the Pond podcast. It's been a while, but we're back, and as we're recording this, it is one hour away less than an hour away from the start of the opening day. As always, I'm your host, Logan Barandis. And as always, I'm joined by Ben Surface, Gabe Angieri, and Zach Lambert. And boys, it's been a while, but we have a lot to talk about today. It's great to be back. I'm really excited. It's because baseball's back. You know, we've been talking about it for how many months now? Like, when is baseball coming back? If it's coming back at all. And, you know, that day is finally here. Yeah, God. Uh, it's been a while since you've been on. We took like a month hiatus or whatever, but we're back. I'm on Instagram Live tonight. I'm, I'm excited. Like, MLB season should start. Now we're bearing the rain. We'll see rain in D.C. tonight. So let's let's pray. That would be the most uh, 2020 thing to oh happen. <laughs> Baseball's finally back, and the first game gets rained out. First game rained out. Yeah, Fauci's thrown out the first pitch, too. Yeah. Yes. I know. Dude, I, I'm just – baseball's back. I'm – I'm – I'm excited. It's awesome. Awesome feeling. Awesome feeling. Absolutely. And we have a lot to talk about on this episode today. So in 2020 fashion, we had a lot of news come out within the last couple hours with important details about this MLB season. But um, first, going out to California, where one of the teams that are opening up their season tonight, the LA Dodgers just signed their star player back. Mookie Betts signed a 12-year deal, making him the second highest paid player in MLB history, just behind his LA counterpart in Mike Trout. Guys, a lot of people were surprised that the deal got done this quickly and really got done in general. Um, Gabe, what's, what are your thoughts on this to start out? 
Wait, this is so like not like the Dodgers. This uh, lockout Mookie Betts before he plays a plays an inning in their uniform. I mean, he's Mookie Betts. He's a former AL MVP. I mean, good for them. I mean, for the next, I think it's like the next twelve years he'll be under contract. I mean, he's Mookie Betts. Now you have Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger controlling your outfield. But I can't imagine they're going to let Bellinger go anywhere over the next however many years. So good for the Dodgers. Good for Mookie Betts. I know Red Sox fans are very. Very mad online right now because they're hoping Betts would come back after the season. But good for the Dodgers, good for Betts. Yeah, I didn't see this coming at all just because, one, the Dodgers don't do these things. You know, the Dodgers are a very smart, analytical driven team. Um, they don't hand out big money, big dollar contracts all over the place like they did here at 12 years. Um, so that's not like them at all. Um, but I think the thing that shocked me the most, I didn't think we'd see any of these huge, huge extensions just because nobody really knew how the free agent marketing was going to, was going to play out. You know, you got a lot of guys who are entering contract years and teams are kind of weary of extending them because they don't know how the market's going to play out. I think this is telling you that the superstars, um, guys like Betts and, and Real Muto, if they hit the market and now Betts won't, Real Muto will, um, they're still going to get top dollar. And I think that tells a lot of where this offseason is going, that the big teams still have money to spend. Yeah, and I mean, this is a great deal for Mookie, too, obviously, because he got a bag. Like, they backed up the truck for him. But, you know, we just don't know what the market's going to be like, like you said, Ben. It could it could be the same. It could be different. I personally think it's going to be very different, especially this offseason with the loss of money. I mean, now that the playoffs got extended, obviously, as we alluded to earlier, there's going to be some some more influx of money. But I don't think that the money is going to be – at flowing the way it usually does this offseason. And Mookie Betts said, you know what, that might happen. I want to get paid now. And he certainly got paid. And great for him, great for the Dodgers, great deal all around. You know, If they would have lost Mookie after this season, that trade wouldn't have looked as good unless they win the World Series, which they very well could. But now they're World Series favorites for a very, very long time. I mean, JT Real Muto is a pretty big winner in this because now he becomes the best bat on the market this offseason. Yeah, he's a, catcher. And he's a catcher too. Marcus Semien too. Yep, and the Mets are a team that need a catcher this offseason. Wilson Ramos, <laughs> Wilson Ramos can't really move these days, so I don't know. Yeah, I think I think guys are gonna point to this and say, "Look at the look what Mookie got. I, I want to get paid what I would usually get paid." You know. Yeah, I think just the overall feeling around the, the signing is just plain shock. I think a lot of people thought that Mookie was going to hit the market, and I think he'd have, I, I, everyone thought he'd at least wait to get to the uh, op- the open market. No one thought that, not, without even playing an inning for the Dodgers, he decided to re-up with the organization. Obviously, they liked what um, they saw in Mookie after the exhibition games and whatever they saw in spring training when that was around. But yeah, that corner outfield with Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger, that's going to be really scary for the next 12 years to come with the, with the LA Dodgers and Mookie Betts. Yeah. So another, so another big story that came out today, actually just a couple hours before we even started recording, was that just before the uh, first pitch to a new season starts, the MLB and LBPA agreed to a new playoff format for this season to up the Normal 10 team format to 16. Over half the league will be making the playoffs in this shortened season. Obviously, a lot of people have different thoughts on this. Some people call it a win. Some people call it a loss. Ben, what do you think about this? It's different because it's a 60-game season. You know, 
typically in a 162 game season, I wouldn't be in favor of having, you know, all these teams in the postseason. Um, I'm a little torn. Um, I guess if I had to go one way or the other, I'd say I'm in favor of it just because I was disappointed when they didn't expand the postseason teams. Uh, when the official plan came out, I was hoping maybe 12 or something like that. 16 is a lot, uh, but if it's a one-time thing, I'm all for it. It's going to get fans even more engaged, and I think they already would be in a 60-game sprint. You know, a lot of teams are getting hit with injuries at inconvenient times. You have people testing positive for this virus, unfortunately. So you're going to have teams with guys who break out. You're going to have teams with guys who go down unexpectedly. It's going to be a crazy season, and we're never going to see anything like it again, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, the 60-game season is, is different in and of itself. But then to add this 16-team playoffs, I know personally, like, I'm not too excited for it just because I think it's too much. You know, you look at the first round of the NBA playoffs, I never think it's all that exciting. You know, you get a lot of sweeps, a lot of blowouts. Maybe you get one or two good series every now and then. But, but it's just like it feels like useless. Like you're ready to move on to the next series before that one's even over. And I kind of feel like, a lot of the series in the MLB are going to be like that. There's going to be teams that make it that certainly don't deserve to, that certainly aren't that great. But as a casual fan, I'm sure people love it. I've seen a lot of positive response about it on Twitter, a lot of casual fans saying, you know, this is really cool, and that's what baseball needs because we've mentioned it before. They had a chance to bring in casual fans earlier this summer. There's no reason they couldn't have been back earlier. And now since they came back so late, they're going to need to bring in casual fans, and this is going to do it. I think it's a good move for the casual fans, but the big fans, I don't know how much they're going to like it, but it's a weird season, and another little nugget on top of it isn't going to really hurt anybody. If, if I was a fan of one of the heavily favored teams like the Dodgers or you know Yankees, I would hate this. You've got to be pissed off. If you're one of yeah, because... In basketball, it's different. If you're a one seed playing an eight seed, the eight seed has no chance. You know what I mean? It's just like a warm-up. You know, you have guys in basketball who can just take over games. Baseball, it's different. Baseball, any given guy can be on at any given night. Any team can get hot for a few games. You could have eight seeds beating one seeds. You know, how would you feel if you're the Dodgers and you lose to the Padres or something like that? You get knocked out just like that. And it's crazy to think because it's possible. But to add on to that, there could be the added advantage that teams like the Dodgers, teams like the Yankees, could be able to pick their first-round opponent. Yeah, it's not crystal yet, but it could happen. I just think it's too much, all this. It's just too much. Six, more than half the league. I don't like it for the for the NBA either, because like you said, a one-seed versus an eight-seed, very rarely does an eight-seed ever beat a one-seed. The other thing I love about the MLB playoffs is that like it's small. Like You have to like really have a good season in order to make it, and now you have to earn it. Yeah, maybe now the Cubs can make it. The Indians, not those, not that those teams are like bad, but I don't see the Indians or Cubs being like great this season. Teams like the Padres and the White Sox that are probably a year or two away, they have a chance of making it now. Yeah, I and think I just think I just think it's too much. It's a the first round is best of three, so that's, I hate that. Like I hate that. That is that is nuts. That's. that's the new playoff format will feature a best of three first round series instead of the sudden death wild card game. The top two teams in each division will qualify for the postseason with the other two best teams in each league filling out the 16 team pool. So if you finish first or second in your division, you're in. Like, yeah. Pretty, pretty nice for, for teams like the Rays and the A's who have to deal with monsters like the Yankees and the Astros, you know. Look at the A's. They won 97 games the last two seasons, 
and with a wild card team. Now they're not going to be a wild card team, but I but mean, NL West. Best NL. of three, though. That's yeah, and you're right. NL. The NL West, there's really the not Padres, a great Padres, second the team. The Diamondbacks have to make it because the Giants and the Rockies have no shot. So you're gonna have it. You're gonna have like, teams uh, in there who don't deserve to be in there. You might have a team from the NL East, like the Mets and the Nationals, who finished third, but technically they're going to be behind in the seeding than the Padres or the D-backs. I just, I don't like how two teams from each division have to make it. If you're going to expand the playoffs, make it till the absolute best teams make the playoffs. But if you remember last year, there were teams like the Nationals who had horrendous starts to their season. They, they were like in last place in their division at one point by late June, early July. But now this just the MLB's attempt to kind of get those teams that have rough starts, but they're good teams, back into the playoffs. Because even the Mets had a uh, hot start, had a hot had a hot ending to their season, and this is just the MLB's attempt to kind of just get those games back that they're going to lose. Because the sixty game season, Gabe, you said that's a sprint and it's going to be a lot. One guy can get hot; he can carry his teams to the playoffs. This is just trying to get more teams into the postseason, and I I'm all for it for this season, but obviously for future seasons. Got to get rid of it. I wouldn't have minded like an extra team or two, like one from each league. But I just think this is just—I just think it's way too much. I—I I don't like how the MLB playoffs are now. Like you can be mediocre and make the playoffs. It's, a, I, it's I, very I hate how that's a thing. In, I hate how that's a thing in the in the NBA. Well, that, that thirty-one team can make the playoffs in the NBA. When you're looking at season predictions that you know all these news outlets are putting out, and you see like. Even the, the last place teams are only like five or six games under 500. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have the division winners only five or six games over 500. Um, so I think when you have 16 teams, it's going to make everything much more interesting because you're going to have guys, these divisions, races, they're going to come down to the wire. Um, I think it's going to be a dogfight to see who gets in. And as a fan of a team who might not get in normally, um, it makes it much more interesting. But Okay, in a 60 game, I think that's even more of a legitimate argument. I know, I know. Bryce Harper is good, I know. He's so now, back, I'm telling you, he's had, he had a great spring and a great summer camp. It's happening. Had, hasn't been elite in like four years, but okay. Well, it's happening. It's happening. Go, All right, so I actually, I'm going I'm to interrupt there because we actually do have breaking news regarding to opening day. And it's not with the um, the first game. It's with the second game. And it's Clayton Kershaw being placed on the IL. He will not pitch tonight. Wow. He's out tonight. Welcome to Giants. He is out due to ba- uh, back stiffness. And Dustin May will start. Whoa. Rogers. I guess I don't want to. Me- I guess Walker Bueller isn't like. I guess this isn't his day to line up. Oh, I'm not even surprised. It's Clayton Kershaw, like, he's so good, but he's so injury prone these days. He's just not like, reliable anymore. Walker Bueller is the real ace of that staff. He's more he's been the most consistent over the last year. That's a blow too. That's not that's that's a big blow for the Dodgers to to lose anybody for any length of time this season is gonna be a big blow. So to lose Kershaw at the start of the season. But guys, Dustin May, the top prospect is I believe it's deb- his debut in opening day of a real a really weird season. See, it's totally different when I feel like if you're making your debut as a rookie, especially as a pitcher, you have all this added pressure. You're a top prospect. The fans know who you are. They're either you know, cheering you on relentlessly or, or booing the crap out of you. But now you have none of that to worry about. I feel like that's just going to be a weight lifted off these rookie shoulders. 
So now we, have, now we have an opening day where two big stars, Juan Soto, who was recently contracted with the coronavirus, and Clayton Kershaw not making an appearance tonight. I think that the loss of Juan Soto hurts the Nationals a lot. Like, you don't know how long he's going to be out for. He has to have two negative tests before he can come back. I don't That could really hurt them in the 60-game season because, like I keep saying, it is an absolute sprint. And a three- or four-game stretch, it can really hurt you. It really can. All right, so, so now, all right, so now let's transition into just making our predictions on who these 16 teams will be making the playoffs. We're not going to do, like, full standings. We're just going to just list teams that we think will make the playoffs, kind of make the seedings. We already, we've already done um, – we already we've already had episodes where we had to divi- had the uh, division winners listed off five through one. We've done that for every division, so we're going to list who we think is going to make the playoffs. We'll start out with the National League. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get started here. So, then NL East still the Braves, Central is the, is the Reds. I I'm sticking with that. The Reds, uh, West is the Dodgers. I don't. That's not arguable. Then the these five teams. <laughs> It's weird because the top three teams, top three wildcard teams, one from each division. So I have the Cardinals, the Mets, the Padres. I have the Padres over the D-backs. Then the last two teams, I have the Nationals and the Cubs. I think the, I, would, I would have the Nationals over the Mets. But I don't know. Just late, the loss of Juan Soto, I don't know. I just have a feeling that I think they'll still make it. But I think the Mets might, might be a little bit better this year. All right. Um, um I'll go. I'm going to go uh, in the West, obviously the Dodgers. The Central, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think they're going to make a move this season, and I think they're going to they're gonna jump over everyone. And, uh, what happened to your Brewers, Zach? Come on. Uh, I made a prediction now that the Cardinals are going to make a move. So, change predictions. <laughs> yeah, Brewers aren't winning the division anymore? Uh, yeah, it's 2020. Everything's changing. So, my prediction also changed. But Christian Yelich, watch out for him. He's going to hit 400 this year. Hot take. Um, what happened? And then, in the East, the East is tough. Like, we've been through this before. All the teams are, like, they're they're really equal. But um, I think... I think out of the East, I'm going to go with the Braves as the top team. And then the second team, I'm going to go with the uh, I'm going to go with the Mets. And then the Central, I'm going to go with the um. You did you ditching Brewers again? Uh, no, you know I'm going to stick with the Brewers. I'm going to stick with them. I think they're going to uh, decrease. The Brewers are coming in fourth place this year. Get out of here. And then in the West, I got the Padres. I don't think they're a great team, but I think they're going to they're going to be they're going to be up there. Yeah. Uh... I got in the East. I, I have the top two teams in the East being the Braves. I'm going to take the Phillies. And, okay. But it's not that much of a homer pick. You I, know what I mean? It's, it's, I, I think the I'll Nationals, I really do believe, um, even without Juan Soto, I think their lineup is pretty weak. Um, it's really just Soto. Soto that, that at least the top four teams to me. It's like very close. You could like, rearrange them any way you want. But honestly, I think the Nationals are the fourth. Regard. I think you could rearrange the top three. I think the Nationals are the fourth team. Um because their bullpen's garbage, their lineup's not very good. Um, they just have those three horses at the top of the rotation. Especially uh, losing Soto. That hurts. He could be out for a week. You know what I mean? And in a 60 game that, That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. That's a ton. That's, a ton. That, 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 that's seven games. I think it's seven straight games. So, dude, that's seven games. So, I guess behind my thinking here, the Braves, I think, have the most talent up and down their roster. They have a good bullpen, good young rotation, good young position players. Um, 
with this whole coronavirus, the Phillies have lost absolutely no one. Um, so I think that benefits them. Um, Mets again without Syndergaard. Mets are, are a good team, got a great lineup. But the Nationals, man, I just I, I, I'm not big on them, you know. Um, from the Central, I have the uh, Reds and the Cardinals. Um, and then from the West, I have the Dodgers and the D-backs and my two teams who would be making it in. Um, I'm going to take the Cubs just because the Cubs would be playing um, some not-so-great competition in the in the uh, American League Central. You get to beat up on them. Um, you also have the Pirates. And then I'm going to take the Padres uh, just because there's two teams in that division who also don't have you know much oh, talent on the roster. The Padres the Mets. You're killing me. Oh. And the Padres oh. and uh, – that's just strength of schedule. You're really doing the Mets like that. You're picking the Padres over the Mets. That's just because of strength of schedule. The Mets have to play the Yankees. I know that. The, the Yankees, the Rays. It's it's really tough. But again, I could totally see a team, you know, that I don't pick to make the posting like the Rockies. You know, they just get hot out of nowhere. It all depends on who gets hot. If you have like a two week stretch where you catch fire, you can easily position yourself for a playoff spot. And for as good, I think hands down the NL East is probably the best division. Um, when you're talking about all five teams, because even the Marlins aren't too bad. Um, it's just they're they're going to beat up on each other so bad. Um, and I think even whoever wins the division isn't even going to have the best record out of, you know, these other teams who make it. All right, so I'll go next. Um, for, so for the NL East, I think the top two teams, it's it's, it's getting really close just because you, you have your top four teams, but – all of them, except for one, have really been affected by either COVID or injuries, if you're talking about the Mets. The Braves, who have been the most affected, I'm still going to pick them at first. And I'm still going to go with the Nationals, despite them losing Soto. So those are my uh, one and two for that division. Going to the NL Central, I'm still going to go with the Reds, who I think will win this division, and the Cardinals, who were my, sec- were my um, second place finisher. And for the NL West, I have the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. I think it's probably the easiest one. Just because the Diamondbacks, they're they're ready right now to win over the Padres. They signed Mad Bum. They traded for Starling Marte. They made moves that showed that they're ready to compete right now. While for the Padres, they maybe have another year or two to really make that push. And for my wild card teams, I have to go with the Phillies instead of the Mets. I have to. Whoa. I have to go with the Phillies. Oh, what changed? You, got, you had the Mets. Was it Strowman? Strowman? Strowman's out. Lowry's out. Oh, Lowry was never coming back. The Mets have been so affected by injuries already, and they look terrible against the Yankees. Uh, uh, two exhibition games where, where they pulled their starters after, seven, after five, six innings. You see, I, torch, I torched myself into watching both those games. So the last game where the Mets only got three hits, Alonzo couldn't swing a baseball bat for his life. McNeil went silent. One, Cano one of the hits. Oh, well, Cano should not be batting third. Some, Cano, he's in the bat third this season. That is absolutely ridiculous. Robinson Cano should bat no higher than seventh in this lineup. But what changed for me in a division where so much has gone wrong, the Phillies have done nothing wrong. No, no major player has been affected by COVID. No one's gotten hurt yet. They're the healthiest team right now in this race. So I have to go with the Phillies right now. And my other wildcard team is going to be the Cubs. I just just for the simple reason, like Ben said, they have an easy strike to schedule against the other side of the Central. Gee, uh, all right. I mean, listen, Stroman hurts because you, you got Corey Oswald. It does hurt. I mean, Steven is the number two starter. Martin Stroman, the, the, your three through five in the rotation is very, it's very, very concerning. You have – Rick Porcello is your number three. Michael Waka is your four, and Corey Oswald is your five. That, 
poor Yaz. It, it, it's very concerning. I would have preferred the Mets give David Peterson a shot, their top pitching prospect, but I I have no issues with DeGrom. He'll carry at the top rotation. Matt, Steven Matz, is, he's not a number two, but he's a solid number three. The loss of Stroman is just – you don't know how long he's going to be out for, too. He has a slight tear in his calf. I mean, that could be a, a week. It could be two weeks. The one, really the one thing that probably could save the Mets is that this is Porcello's even year. Uh, Rick Porcello had the worst year right in the major leagues last year, and they gave him $10 million. I know. So, All right. So, so before we wrap up, let's go into the American League, just give our predictions for those eight teams in the wild card. I'll start us off. I mean, Yankees, obviously. Then you got the Twins in the Central. I think the West is still going to be the Astros. You know, they don't – they're trash cans anymore. Then the first – the American League wild card, you got the Rays. Now, I'm still going with the Angels over the A's. I'm sorry, Zach. I'm, I'm a believer in the Angels. Wow. I just – I just am. Wow. I don't throw out. He's coming – he'll come back. I'm wow. a believer in the Angels. I am. I just am. I am. I'm not going to backtrack now. That would, make me look, that would make me look terrible. I have to keep going. It might be a terrible take, but I'm going to keep going with it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna old takes expose you at the end of the season. Do it, you gotta respect me. I'm sticking, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. You can old takes expose my Brewers. I will old takes expose the Angels. I absolutely Angels. will. Cause the Brewers are coming in fourth place. We will old takes expose each other, but yeah, I'm gonna get really exposed if the Mets don't make the playoffs, and that's my team. <laughs> then the I have the wild card in the cent- AL Central. I, I have the White Sox. I think the White Sox are gonna be much improved. Then the last two wild cards, I have the, I have the A's. The, I think the A's are going to be good. I'm just leaving the Angels. I have the A's and the Indians. Okay. All right. Um. All right. So I'll go. I got the two teams from each division. I think it's going to be uh, Yankees Rays at the top of the East. Um, I got the Twins and the. I I think it's going to be the Indians. You know, they. I just don't think the White Sox are quite ready to take that step. I think they'll be one of the wild card teams. And then in the West, I have the A's and the Astros, one and two. Yes, A's one, Astros two. Come You're at me. With that. Yeah, I'm still sticking with it. With it. Um, you know, and then, like I said, I have the White Sox as one of the wild card teams. Um, and, you know, I, I think they're, the American League, like, the top two teams in each division are pretty, like, uniform across the board. Like, there could be some discrepancy amongst – the West or the Central, like you could argue the Angels maybe in the West. You could argue perhaps the the White Sox in the Central, the East. You can't really argue anybody, like maybe the Red Sox, but... You but, can't argue the East. Yeah, but like it's pretty uniform. It's pretty set in stone. I don't think there's going to be too much like craziness happening, but who knows? This season could just flip on, on our heads. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I have the same breakdown. Um, as I did in the National League, I got out of the East, I got the Yankees and the Rays. Um, in a 60-game sprint, I think they're interchangeable. I could really see the Rays finishing above the Yankees. It wouldn't shock me. Um, and then in the Central, I have the White Sox and the Twins. Um, in the West, I have uh, the A's and the Astros. And my two wildcard teams, I have the Indians, who I think are loaded with, with veteran players and some guys who have been there. Uh, and kind of been in the postseason, they know what it takes to get there. And then I also have the Angels, and the Angels are kind of a mystery team, but it looks like they're 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 healthy. You know, Trout as of right now is playing, so I think that you know bodes well for them. Um, Otani's healthy. The team 
that I like that I didn't pick to be in, and it wouldn't shock me if they got in somehow, the Blue Jays. They've got a lot of young talent who've played together throughout the minor leagues. You know, they know each other. I think that bodes well for chemistry, which you're going to need in the 60-game sprint. Um, so the Blue Jays is a, is a team to look out for. My last pick was between the Blue Jays and the Indians. I just went the Indians based off experience. But Vladdy Jr., Bo Bichette, that could be a scary lineup. It really could. This is a thought that I just talking about. I just, you know, realized. Do you, uh, with Soto testing positive, you know, obviously Soto's the first star really to test positive right before a game, you know, since they've been back. Um, yeah. Do you think that adds pressure to guys like Mike Trout, Zach Wheeler, who just have children or have just had their, you know, Wheeler, his son was born Monday, uh, Trout's expecting, his wife is expecting very soon. Do you think that makes them reconsider at all? Do you think we're going to see some more stars who have young families back out? I mean, Trout thought about it for a while. I, I know, know. and he just throw this on top of it. Yeah, he, he said that he's not sure if he's going to play. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's a tough decision for even people who just didn't have kids, but at the end of the day, it's what they do for, for a living. They play baseball, they love playing baseball. So as tough as it is, if they have to quarantine themselves from their families for a few months, I think most people are going to do it. You might have a player here or there be like, I, I just can't do it anymore. I'm going to go back to my family. But I think for the most part, despite like the pressure that it may that may come with it, I think most players are going to play. All right. So I'm just going to finish it off here with my um, picks for the AL. Uh, AL East kind of obvious here. Yankees, Rays. And as you guys said, it could be inter- interchangeable just because of the um, – magnitude of the season only being 60 games uh for the central i'm gonna go with the twins and indians probably the obvious two picks and then for the al west another i'm gonna go with the astros and athletics and then for the wild card i think the white Sox have to be in and actually i'm gonna go with the blue jays i think they will make it over the angels i I like the blue jays but yeah they they probably could make it over the angels i'm not gonna lie to you what made me choose them over the Angels is that Anthony Rendon, we don't know how long he's going to be out for, but he hasn't played um, this entire – he hasn't played any exhibition games. He's been out for a while. And the fact that Mike Trout took so long to actually decide whether or not he wants to play or not, he hasn't he hasn't had as much time to really get ready and get into the swing of things in terms Mike of Trout, – Mike Trout don't need time. He's Mike Trout. He doesn't need, he doesn't need time, but we've seen that he can't carry a team on his own. I mean, yeah, when they, they surround him with absolute crap, of course. And I, I think wherever the Blue Jays decide to play this season, whether it's in Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, whatever. So where are they playing? Has it been announced yet? Where are the Blue Jays playing? I think Baltimore. Right, said it looks gonna, like Baltimore, yeah. Pittsburgh yeah. denied them. You see they're the Maryland has to accept it on the concourse, though. Because they don't want them using the Orioles clubhouse, right? Because they have to disinfect it every single time they were in there, and then they don't want them yeah. using the visitors clubhouse because that would force the normal visitors that they play to, you know, be in the or excuse me, the Orioles clubhouse. So they're like trying to set up something elsewhere for them. That's I, I don't care what's wrong with Buffalo. I mean, they play their games there for the for their minor league team. It's the minor league stadium thing. Apparently, there's not like enough lights on a minor league field. I saw it's basically time. Canada. I mean, come on. <laughs> I got World Series prediction. I'm going to start my two teams. Who's winning? I'm going to go with Dodgers-Yankees. That's probably the most obvious pick, but I think that's what's going to happen. I'm going to take I'm gonna Dod- Dodgers and Twins. I think, you know, the Twins, their, their weakness. Last year was starting pitching. You know, they added a little bit, and then they bring in Josh Donaldson. They're going to hit, and they're going to hit a lot. Uh, and in a 60-game sprint, you get hot for a month or so. 
know, that can carry you and take you pretty far. So Dodgers yeah. wins. I'm going to say the Dodgers finally bring their title yeah. back that way. We both got Dodgers. What about you guys? Uh, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I swear. I'm, I'm also going to do Dodgers-Yankees. I just think that those are the two clear best teams in baseball. And uh, I think Yankees Yankees get number 28. I'm going to go with the exact same prediction. I think this is the Dodgers season to lose right now. They have they have so much on the line just because they've been screwed out of two World Series titles by the, by the Astros and the Red Sox. We don't know how serious this Kershaw injury is yet, but if he's out for a while, that could be big. And with the Yankees losing Chapman for a while, that could be big as well. But I just think these two teams are going to make the uh, World Series, and I think the Dodgers had this one. So, Zach, you're the outlier. You have the Yankees, we have the Dodgers. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm sorry, I could see either. I mean, I have them both in the World Series. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Yankees, the I like I like Garrett Cole. I think he's, he's the difference maker. Oh, he's the stud. Yeah, and I think the Dodgers, they have great pitching. They have Walker Buehler, and they have Kershaw, but they don't have Garrett Cole, and I like Garrett Cole against anybody in that rotation, so. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just I'm just so happy baseball is back. Isn't it, like, great that we can finally just stop talking about, like, stop making up ideas? Just, we just talk about baseball week in and week out. Like, we, next week we do, like, oh, who were the stars of the first week of the season? Like, yeah, we can have some fun when we start to come back on this uh, podcast. Baseball we can talk fun. about how Rick Porcello got absolutely shelled over the weekend by the Braves. Excited right. for it, guys. Let's go. And now, less than what is it? I think it's a half an hour, like forty minutes till first pitch. A little bit less. Yes, yeah. back. Let's do it. What's the pitching matchup tonight? It's the national. It's um. Gary Scherzer Cole. Scherzer Cole. It's okay. Scherzer Cole. That's a. Uh, and then and Quato, then we got Justin May and Johnny Cueto. Just, oh my god. Did you see that Orioles are starting Tommy Malone on opening day? I remember that guy. Tommy Malone, Tommy Malone was so bad on the Mets at the time. The guy was so bad on the Mets once. Yeah, he was so bad. We had to release him. We did. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, and with that, that is going to wrap up this week's edition of the Ducks in the Pond podcast. For Dave Angieri, Zach Lambert, and Ben Surface, I'm Logan Morandis, and enjoy opening day.